practice being present. Practice, no matter how challenging it is that what we have is the present moment. You've gotten great at divine working, but what about divine living? Welcome to the Divine Living Podcast. I'm your host, Gina DeVee. You're not alone in wanting more. And here at the Divine Living Podcast, you can expect to be part of conversations from women like us who unapologetically dream big and are obsessed with manifesting our most fabulous lives. The conversation starts now. Hello, my sweet. How are you today? Happy Friday. And for those of you celebrating Memorial Day weekend in the States, I know you are getting ready to kick off a long weekend that I am sure you are looking forward to. And for everyone else, well, Santa, <laughs> good afternoon um, from my headquarters here in Tuscany. And wow. Um, where do I even begin? I have been putting myself through the ringer and my brain is a little fried. My body is just starting to calm down because I had a nice, long, easy morning journaling, meditating, getting myself into alignment. And so I wanted to share very transparently behind the scenes two ways I have been ruining my life and a little bit my marriage. So um, fortunately, both are, are back on track. And I always like to do my, relatively speaking, my own process before I bring it to you. Uh, as the, a former psychotherapist, I'm just not one to do therapy on my following. However, I'm pretty much on the other side of it, and I wanted to bring you the learnings and the insights while they are still fresh. And um, I've been on a, a cleanse lately, so my, my brain is a little fuzzy, but I actually think my brain is fuzzier from the emotional hangover of the stress and the spinning and the worry and the unnecessary frustration. Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? <laughs> that that haze of the emotional hangover uh, can be very real. So we are, we are gonna say a prayer and move forward. Ah, <sighs> dear God, thank you. Thank you that the ways that we stress ourselves out and get into any of the gnarly emotions, thank you for reminding us that they are completely unnecessary. They don't need to be part of our human experience. They certainly have nothing to do with you. They don't come from you and nor do you have any intention for us to experience life in that way. So in this moment, I surrender all. I surrender any residue of the fear. I surrender all the forgiveness for myself and to others in this process. I release my small fear-based thinking and I joyfully open up to seeking more of what you have in store and 
being more faith-filled and more available only for the good that you are leading me to. And we pray all this believing. Amen. All right. So I'm actually much happier than I sound, but you know, like when you're getting over a cold and you're like, you still sound like scary to people and you're like, no, I'm feeling better when you really are. But it's just, anyways, that's, that's where I'm at today. If you don't hear quite the normal, um, robust pep in my step, but I'm, I'm actually sitting here almost in tears of joy and with so, so, so much gratitude for the Holy Spirit and the awakening that I've been through. All right. So I will keep you out of the misery. It, the, the details of what I'm going to share actually don't matter. I'll share them because you're going to find them, I think, probably fairly silly or relatable. We will see. Um, and I share them just for you to find your own life in this story. That's the only thing that's important to me is that if my story can save you or spare you from this unnecessary detour, then that's what this podcast is about. So when I was in the States a few weeks ago, um, hosting my mastermind in Mexico, which I loved, 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 I got an email from my... Italian realtor saying that the owner wanted to sell this house that we are renting. And if you haven't been on the Gina looking for her home for a year saga, um, this was nothing short of devastating. And uh, if you have been on the journey, then you have no exactly how much of a large pit in my stomach I experienced. Because according to the lease, um, the landlord or landlord can give me a six-month notice, which meant I have six months, but still the last thing I want to do right now is look at real estate, get back on that train. I had just finished unsubscribing from every listing agency, everything um, from my journey for the past year and was so excited to just settle in. Plus I love this home. And, you know, as much as was humanly possible, I was practicing the, what we all practice, you know, the elements of a queen, the qualities of a queen of, I'm thrilled this is happening because, okay, well, there must be something better. Well, the something better I didn't, wasn't sure was going to be worth all the pack up and the move. And we had just gotten like utilities in our name and just all of this stuff. I, for the first time in my life, I wasn't excited about moving. But I, what could I do? Like, you know, we checked in. We're like, is he sure? Is this solid? She's like, absolutely. He's very motivated. I'm like, okay. So we we're like, well, we need some time just to get back and then we'll meet with you. And, and so we did. And we were just like, just stressed about it. Like, where are we going to go and what's it going to be? And, how, you know, we were planning on shipping some other like furniture things over. And are we not going to do that now? And just like, it just felt really strained and really stressful. So we set up an attorney or a meeting with an attorney to really understand what it looks like to buy property here because we don't want to go through this again. We set up the meeting with our own realtor saying, show us 
I'm like, I don't even know if I want to buy this place. He, he was giving us first right of refusal. I'm like, I just got here. I haven't looked at anything else. You know, I don't know if this is a great deal. I don't know if this house is a dime a dozen. I, like, if this is a rare jewel. Ugh. So we set up a meeting with her, and then we set up a meeting with the landlord the next day to just explore all of the options. So it had been, a, and then, oh, and P.S., my poor friends, you know who you are. So they, it, like all of the process, should I, should I buy? Should I manifest something different? Like, like, should I, just all of the should, 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 should I? And then not to mention, I spent a decent amount working with my own coaches and healers, <laughs> the whole thing. I, um, so we sit down for coffee at this, you know, slightly dreaded meeting on Wednesday of this week and she had been sending us listings in other comparable places in the area. And, um, so I just said, all right, well, I just don't want to assume anything with the Italians. So I know I have six months to move out once he's given me notice. So is this notice like that if I had been given notice because he said he wants to sell or is he going to wait until he actually has a buyer and then it'll be six months from that time? Like, like when does my six month clock start ticking? And she looks at me and she said, no, Gina, you, you signed a long-term lease. And I said, I know, but in Italy, so the, for those of you that don't know, a long-term lease in Italy, they call it quattro e quattro, which is four and four, which means, um, you, you're taking out a four-year lease, but if you want to leave at any time, you can give a 90-day notice and the landlord can give a six-month notice. So it's really a three-month and a six-month lease, but they call it quattro and quattro. And I had read the lease. I had, had it transcribed very thoroughly in English, so I knew this. And she said, no, you must have misunderstood. And I was like, what did I misunderstand? She said, you signed a four-year lease. You have four years and in four years, if the owner can prove that he or she ha has to move back into their home because they have nowhere else to live, at that point, after the four years, they have to give you a six-month notice. But otherwise, this is your home for the next eight years unless you give a 90-day notice. <laughs> Glenn and I looked at each other. We, we couldn't even laugh. We, we were just slayed and splayed at the amount of like anticipating, future tripping, all getting angry. I can't believe they leased us this place knowing that they, we made all these assumptions. No, they knew that they were going to want to sell this place and just wanted us to start renting it in the winter. And the realtor was in on it. I, we had, oh, trust we, we had ourselves figured out and them. And I was like, so I don't, he's selling it, but I don't have to move. She's like, yeah. She's like, the only thing that would change is the landlord. So if, if the current owner wants to sell it, he can sell it, but he, the, your lease has to be honored. So if someone else wants to buy it, I'm like, but that doesn't really affect me at all. And that's, and she's like, no, uh, <laughs> I'll take another cappuccino, please. So 
what did I was and and here I was so so sure. So the first way that I was ruining my life was assuming that I had all of the facts and assuming well I think just pretty much that is the most universal term for for us, right? Like whether you're dealing with something with your kid or your partner or a team member or a client or a friend or a vendor or anything. So oftentimes when we get disgruntled, it's we've usually been brought partial information and then we think we're just so smart that we go and fill in the rest and then make our judgments and our assumptions. And so, so oftentimes I will coach my own clients. They'll like, you know, my private clients will box me with, and Gino, and what about this? And my client said that, and my husband did this, and the whole thing. And I was like, well, let's get the rest of the information. I'm excellent at helping my clients not future trip and get the whole uh, amount of the information. And yeah, so queen to queen here, me and you, let's do ourselves, our nervous systems, our brains, our communities, our everyone a favor and practice being present. Practice no matter how challenging it is that what we have is the present moment and do what we must to get all of the information, which obviously in this particular scenario turned out in my favor. So it was like easy to be like, see, God always has a great plan. But even if the information would have been different, I still must be a woman of faith that God always has a great plan. And if God wanted me to move, then that was in fact what was best for me. And what would have been best for me would be to adjust my attitude about it. So we're so conditioned that we don't have what it takes or something's not working out the way we want or we're too tired or whatever the thing is. And let's change that up, shall we? Let's, let's just change that up. So in the midst of, I don't know why I picked this week to do a cleanse, but I did. So I'm on a cleanse, which is going to create different dynamics inside of my body. Then I'm dealing with um, future tripping, which is manifesting also gnarliness inside of my body, then there were some things at work that I had to do and clearly did not want to. So I thought that I was being mature enough to just not have a temper tantrum about it and just kind of suck it up. And it's like, well, it needs done. I have to do it. So let me just be in a really bad mood, roll up my sleeves, be a complete martyr, and get this stuff done. Yeah, that's going to really create a successful dynamic. If anything coming out of that energy would at best be gnarly. Um, but I couldn't see it differently. I'm so used to being the one who does certain things in my own company that I just didn't see another way. And thankfully, I do a meditation practice every morning that at least starts me out in a good frame of mind. 
and Glenn does as well. It's some, one of the things we're so grateful for in our partnership that we, we both are really committed to this practice because we know that we will change our consciousness through meditation if we just stay consistent. Well, this morning, I really didn't feel like meditating. And I usually, the first thing I do in the morning is I sit up in, in bed and do the meditation and Glenn goes downstairs. And he's really into it and loves it and always asks me, so how was your meditation? How was your meditation? So today I was like, I was just kind of putzing around on Instagram, which is not, I don't normally turn my phone on first thing in the morning, but I've been in this gnarly mood and waking up off this cleanse. And I was like, let me just go look at dachshunds and sourdough bread making and things that make my heart happy. And I was like, I'm just going to, and I like 45 minutes went by and I was like, that's normally how long I meditate. I was like, Glenn will never know. And and I'm like, what, what about when he asks you how you're meditating? I'm like, what if I just lie? <laughs> what if I just tell him it was great and move on with my day? Um, and I was like, Gina DeVee, this, this is your conversation with yourself at the first thing in the morning. Honey, you better get those earbuds in and that eye mask on stat or you are going to have a really lousy day. Even I can tell. So I did, and I put in my guided meditation, and oh, it was so great. Like, why do we do this to ourselves? We're like, I don't want to work out. I don't want to meditate. And it's like, have you ever gotten out of a workout where you're like, I'm really upset that I took that time for myself? Well, I got such a, such a cool idea for my Q Club in this meditation, and, and I was just filled with all kinds of possibility. And even about this thing that I didn't want to do, it, like I, I, I didn't get any breakthrough other than being in a good mood about it, which trust was Herculean compared to what, where I was at yesterday. So I go downstairs and there's Glenn all perky and pepper skepper, like Hey, darling, how was your meditation? And he's there with his cup of coffee and his earbuds, and he had just finished his. And I was like, actually, it was great. And I was proud that I didn't have to lie to him. And I was like, let's go talk about it outside because it is summertime in Tuscany. The cypress trees, it's just warm weather and sunny. So he made me a cup of coffee, and we go outside. And he's like, I want to hear what really delights your heart like what really delights your heart he's like because I you know you've been building and growing this business for so many years now and I know you've done a lot of things that you didn't always want to do in it what really delights your heart and I was like damn this meditation stuff works and I was like okay and I was like you know I love my spiritual, personal development side of things. And I love my lifestyle side of things and the cooking and the dachshunds. And I'm like, I'm not going to go all like, you know, homesteading on anyone here, but it, I am following more of those accounts than I might want to admit right now. And, um, and he said, what if I take over 
this other project that we had going on. And I looked at him and I was like, really? And he's like, yeah, he's like, I'd love to do it. He goes, I got a lot of energy and a lot of passion around it. And I'm actually really excited about it. He's like, and it's pretty obvious to everyone, you're not. And the old me, even as miserable as I've been about it, would have been like, no, 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 I'll get my attitude adjusted. I'll do And I was like, thank you. Yes. Actually, yes. And yes. Thank you. And it started to show me how much we women are doing nobody any favors by putting the whole burden on ourselves. And I know that I have a very devoted, strong, capable, loving husband. And if anybody listening is a single mom or just single or, or doesn't have a partner that you know, can kind of show up in, in this capacity. God knows where the people are who can help you. But the point, though, is none of the resources, none of the solutions, none of the people can show up when we've got this energetic force field of martyr and I have to do everything and this is mine to do. The universe is going to follow that. If I'm walking around saying, I have to do this, the universe isn't going to bring to me someone else. I've already declared this is mine to do, even though it was begrudgingly. So can we make a vow to ourselves, to humanity, and to our destiny? There's no way I'm going to fulfill my destiny if it is clogged along the path of doing stuff that I think that I have to do that I don't actually want to do. And same goes for you. We have got to stop wasting time and energy future tripping and stop saying yes when it's a no. And I know that you are saying yes because you're just like me. I said yes because I was trying to be a good leader and team member and I knew it needed done and I, I really genuinely thought I had to be the one to do it. I've always done it. And so I want us just all to wake up. What are we doing? You know, are you saying that you're going to take your kid to his friend's house on a Saturday morning when you want to sleep in, but you're trying to be a good mom, but it's like really putting you in a bad mood? Or, you know, are you saying, are you, helping a team member with something or a coworker, like even like you don't want to, you want them to figure it out. Are you like, just what are, are you listening to that friend complain about that guy again? And you don't want to like, let's start seeing what level of trust and faith we actually have in the divine. Because if we, trust the divine. And if the divine is connected to our desires, then we would need to start trusting, wow, I don't really want to do that thing. 
So that must mean I'm not meant to do that thing. How about them apples? Right? And then I get it, the quivering, but wait, but how else is it good? Like, how else is the kid going to get taken care of? How else is the money going to come in? How else is the launch going to get handled? How? Well, let's find out, shall we? You're never going to find out, and I'm never going to find out, until you become so unavailable to be anything but the queen that you are. And queens live by desire. Queens thrive when their frequency is feeling good and feeling happy and feeling delight. And you're going to have to keep believing for your dream. I get that too. When I first moved in, so check this out. When I first moved to my Tuscan farmhouse, my dream is to have chickens and get a dog. For those of you who are wondering, uh, for those of you who've been on the journey, I had a dog named Lily and Oscar. Uh, they were two, uh, a chocolate and a yellow lab. And between different places we were moving and pandemic and flying across the world to relocate and it was only a rental, we weren't moving, we found very, very, bit heartbreaking, but very good homes for both of them in, in, in different homes. So they are well supported and taken care of and very well loved and we get pictures you know with them all the time which is um kind of melts my heart a little bit so and I'm a dog person and so I was like all right well I'm not getting big dogs anymore because I do travel and I want to make sure that when I travel I can bring them on the plane with me and all things so started looking into little dogs and I've fallen in love with dachshunds uh, the short haired kind. So anyways, doesn't matter, but I'm so excited. Like I envisioning myself moving to Italy and taking my dachshund to the farmer's market and sitting next to me in the piazza while I'm having an Aperol spritz. And there's my little dachshund there. And then I also want chickens. So this one, I do know very clearly in the lease. It, not only is it in the lease, it was formally discussed. There are absolutely no animals here. Um, the previous tenants had a couple of dogs and chewed up furniture and they were like, absolutely no, 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 no. So it was like a verbal and a written. And then Glenn was like, Hey Gina, you love dogs because I'm the one who takes care of the dogs. And he's like, I'm done taking care of dogs. So hard no on the dog thing. So I was getting blocked from my dream in every single area, legally, uh, literally, and even from my baby love. So I didn't give up on my dream. I would keep envisioning like a dachshund running around on my terrace and um, going to the market with me and the whole thing. I knew I had some trips and I didn't want to deal with all that during my trips. Well, my, I have one more trip to Marbella, Spain next week. And after that, Gina's got no trips planned. Gina has moved to Italy. She has found her home in Tuscany. She also doesn't have to move for eight years now, at least. So like I'm, I am setting down roots. So the day we found out, I'm going to digress it for a minute. The day we found out that we don't actually have to move, Glenn and I both raced to the nursery and we bought like five different types of tomato plants and two different types of peppers. And so we are starting the garden. So that's exciting. Um, that planting starts tomorrow morning, I think. 
And then when the landlord came the next day, because we were thinking that we had to talk to him about all of this as well, I knew he had a dog. And I asked him if he would bring his dog during the meeting. He's got a little French bulldog. And so um, I'm playing with the French bulldog while the men, of course, are meeting over the important matters of real estate. Hey, I'm fine with it. I, I know who's... I know who's in charge of what. So um, I'm playing with the French bulldog and they're handling all their this, that, and that conversation. At the very end, Glenn says, oh, and uh, oh, and I said, would just ask him if it's okay for me to have a dog. He's like, Gina, I'm not doing that. If you want to do that, you did. I hear at the very, he's like, oh, and I have one more favor to ask you. Yep. There's my baby taking care of things. He's like, my beautiful wife here really wants to complete her Italian dream with a dog. I'm thinking like, well, we're going to complete that with a few chickens, but I'll take it for now. And he's like, sure. And the owner kind of likes me. And I was like, really? And I show, I had a picture all set and ready on my phone of this dachshund. And he's like, yeah, yeah. Basalto, he said. I guess that's what they're called in Italian. Basalto, it's my favorite kind. I was like, great, mine too. So there we go. So I go and I just start, but Glenn hasn't like completely acquiesced and all yet. And I just start looking up like Basoto near, for sale near Florence. And I go and I find this one and I was like, I didn't know how expensive they were, but I didn't care. It was just, I haven't anyways. So, and I go and I try and call the guy and he doesn't answer and was like, all right. And so I went and looked up another one. And not that this is what it's about for me, but it was like one fifth of the price. And I go and I like message this woman. She messages me right back. We get in touch on WhatsApp. I'm going to go see a little Basoto tomorrow. <gasps> yes, she's, uh, I think, two months old. So I can't get her yet. However... I don't know, I have to find, I couldn't quite understand the whole thing, but I understood enough that the woman gave me her address that I can go see, uh, there's three girls and one boy, and I think I get to go pick out my little Masoto tomorrow. So all I mean, what a difference Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday makes here, people. So all of this to say, I had to sit down this morning and realize all of my dreams are coming true. Now, all of, my, all of my dreams have not yet come true, but they are all coming true. And if this is what's going on for me, I know my God doesn't love me any more than you. This is what's going on for you too. And we've just got to clear out the cobwebs, the old way of being, the... the you know, emotionally immature temper tantrums filling our, our energy fields up with all the stuff that we don't want. Believing that things aren't going to work out the way we want. And when we adjust that, the transformation really sets in and far more quickly than I can fathom most of the time. I, if you would have asked me on Tuesday that I was going to have my dream of a long-term place to live, a garden, a dog, 
all by the end of the week? Are you kidding me? I mean, I'm all for big thinking and fast moving and that's a little that was a little too big and a little too fast even for Gina to be. So, but it wasn't for God in the universe. And the same with your life and the solutions that you get to bend time and space over. I wrote about that in my book. So if you want some help bending time and space, make sure that you, if you have my book, reread that chapter. If you haven't gotten my book or listened to it, um, you can get it that way. We do have the ability to bend time and space. And even I forget. So you're not alone with it. But let's not dwell on that, shall we? Let's move in to our big lives and move into the transformation and then seeing what else is possible for ourselves. So clearly I can do this a lot better for other people than myself sometimes. I get myself there, but sometimes it's I pretty instantly can see it for others. And that's why I hold these transformation in Tuscany retreats. Anyone who's come to my retreats, I was one of my mastermind women who started out coming to a retreat. She's on an African safari as we speak today. And um, she's like, it's like one of Gina's retreats. It's like every day feels like six months, meaning you're just not the same person from morning to evening when you step into the room and come to one of these retreats. So I only have two available. Take advantage. Uh, June or September. Go ahead and check out the link in the show notes or go to divineliving.com forward slash Tuscany. I keep these retreats really small, intimate, high-end, and luxurious. So this one is, uh, they're both taking place in the heart of Florence. We're going to go up to, there's a, a beautiful loungy meeting space where we'll meet, but then we'll be on the rooftop of this boutique hotel overlooking the Arno and the Ponte Vecchio, clinking glasses of Franciacorta and really, really celebrating the breakthrough that you will get for yourself. You will see nobody comes to these retreats, not walking out like, wow, I did not see that for myself. Wow. I didn't think I could have that that quickly or wow. I've gotten the healing that I needed or the the, I didn't know what was next for me. And I know that too many women are too unsupported. You're working too hard in your job or your marriage or your family or your business or all of the above. Let this be a gift for you to come and be held, seen, taken care of. Let whatever healing needs to set in be healed and then let whatever new life, new chapter, new version of you that needs to appear, trust me, if you're coming to the epicenter of the Renaissance, you will get your personal Renaissance. This land is filled with so much love and flair and history and culture and richness and depth. This, this is the place you want to be for letting go of whatever needs to be left in the past. I get it. There's been trauma. There's been devastation. There's been unfairness. There's been injustice. There's been confusion. Like why you and why this? I'm going to tell you, God makes sense of it all. So you just got to not give up on you and you just got to not 
fall prey to time heals all wounds because it doesn't. Um, getting healed heals the wounds and developing yourself, um, not just in that masculine way, but really allowing yourself to get great at being feminine, to get great at receiving, to get great at the spiritual insight, you'll see your life will so be transformed and made new. So three full days come, I just you're going to be seen, coached. It's an intimate environment. Um, it's a really, really beautiful time, and you're going to meet extraordinary women there as well. So check out the link below. June is coming on up. It's at the end of June, so... It's not too late. Don't tell yourself, oh, it's that's too soon. Rearrange your schedule, book a flight and a hotel. It's not that difficult. Uh, I'm going to tell you, there isn't anyone that comes that's like, oh, I really wish I would have waited for the next one. <laughs> you need your transformation now. So let's come get it. Uh, click on that link in the show notes or go to divineliving.com forward slash Tuscany. Reserve your spot. Spaces are going fast. And I will see you there for three solid glorious days.